0: This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault, and today we are wrapping up our Oscar month with our predictions for who we think are going to win, along with who we want to win. Joining me today is Stephanie Pryor, who has been on this journey of watching most of the Oscar-nominated moves with me. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, thanks.
0: You ready to talk some Oscar picks?
1: Oh. I'm always ready to chop Oscar
0: picks. Are you ready to feel regret and embarrassment when we get them all wrong eventually? Absolutely. All right. So here's this... How this is going to work out. We are going to go through the categories. We're going to start with the big ones and work our way down. We're going to talk about uh, maybe if we have any general thoughts of what's left over. You can always hear our original thoughts in the Oscar nominations reactions episode that the two of us did with Sammy. Uh, but this one, it's just going to be who we want to win and who we think will win because there's probably going to be a bit of a difference. There's probably going to be some overlap. We're going to have some overlap, but. Let's get into this. We're going to start off with the big one, Mm. best picture. Um, We're not going to go over all the nominees again because we've done that a bunch of times, so we're just going to kind of go right into it of who we want and who we think. So, Steph, who do you want and who do you think?
1: Who do I want? Well, Ollie, we'll start by saying this whole time I wanted Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, but... Having since recently seen 1917, unfortunately, it's been bumped, and 1917 is my favorite film um, of last year, and so that is who I want to win. And it also coincides with who I think will win. It's had a lot of buzz since its release. Um, it also just made it into um, contention with with timelines, so it's got you know the newness. It's front of mind. I think it's it's going to be the winner.
0: Interesting. I agreed with you with how you started out and then you took a bit of a left turn. Uh, I want Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win. I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. I personally believe that this is his second best film. After Inglorious Bastards. Uh, and I really enjoyed what he was doing with these characters and this story and weaving the different timelines and what's real and what's imaginary, all the sort of stuff. It worked out great for me, along with his dialogue, which is definitely the biggest selling feature of a Tarantino film. It really all came together for me. So I would love Tarantino to finally get this Best Picture Oscar that he is so overdue for. Especially since he apparently is going to retire after his next movie. I still don't believe that. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Like, this is someone who is so addicted to movies and movie making. Like, what's he going to do? He's going to take a four or five year hiatus. Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, I've got this idea in my head. And then he's going to start writing it. And he's going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just... Because in the past, he's given scripts to other directors. Um, True Romance and Natural Born Killers were both written by him and directed by other people. Uh, Maybe not Natural Born Killers. I don't remember. I think he did work on that. Either way, regardless. Um, And he handed off because he didn't have enough cachet to direct them at the time. But, like... I don't know, I don't think he's going to write a script and be like, yeah, I'm totally going to let someone else direct yeah. my work.
1: Yeah, especially if he's super passionate about it, But he... Usually is so.
0: exactly yeah, uh, so I would love for him to win that. Uh, but I do think nineteen seventeen is going to win based on what you were saying. It basically seems to be coming coming down to a three horse race between nineteen seventeen, Hollywood, and Parasite. I there,
1: honestly have to say I would be totally happy with any of those winning.
0: I think all I think all three are very deserving winners, and I think it's going to be very interesting to sort of see how it all shakes out. I. The way I'm sort of looking at it now and visualizing how it all shakes out is I think the Academy is going to basically give different awards to all of them as a way of saying you three movies are the best three movies of the year.
1: I totally agree. I would love to see Parasite win Best Picture. I just I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be interesting. I know some people are, are thinking the you know, atoning for not giving it to Roma last year as the idea of yeah. a foreign language film, international film, sure. and, and Parasite being, in some people's opinion, a stronger film. I personally don't think it's as strong as 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I still think it would be a very worthy winner. It'd be like last year, you know, we were looking over recently of all the different nominees because we were still in disbelief that Green Book won <laughs> and how, like any one of about three or four of the films could have won and would be like, yeah, I'm fine with that winning. Like, it's not my number one choice, not my number two choice, but I'd be fine with it winning. And I kind of feel the same way where it's like Hollywood 17, Parasite, I'm fine with either one of them winning. All right, moving on. We're going to go now to the acting categories. We're going to start off with Best Actress. Uh, I guess I'll leave this one off. For me, I'm a really big fan of Saoirse Ronan. I, I am always enjoying what she does. Uh, And Little Women was no exception. And so I would love to see her win. I think she does a great job showcasing her role of both being this eager, naive young woman, and then this more grown up mature person who understands the realities of the situation that they're put in, especially as a woman in the time period that she is. And I think she does a great job carrying that weight and basically carrying an ensemble cast, which is a little hard to do to stand out when they were so strong with all the different, Uh, actors and actresses that were in that film overall I think this category is kind of weak but it looks like uh, Renee Zellweger, is, this is her award to lose at this point. She's basically won every award leading up to the Oscars. So it basically seems all but anointed that she's going to win it. Uh, she previously won for Cold Mountain, I believe, because she did not win for Chicago. Uh, such a shame. I know, your favorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but she's been getting rave reviews ever since. It, it definitely seems like it's it's her award to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with you that I I agree that Saoirse Ronan was great and to everything that you you spoke to, you know, being in a part of an ensemble cast and really standing out. But unfortunately for me, um, that that movie just didn't resonate with me as much as it did with you. Um, and I don't um, think that it is as great as you think it is, or that, that you feel that it is.
0: Maybe you just don't know what it's like to be a young woman. I
1: probably don't. Yeah. I have no idea what it's like. <laughs> um, But also, I just feel like it was a, a great performance by Sir Ronan, but also a very similar performance by Sir Ronan, which we've seen before. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really do anything. I actually preferred her much more in Brooklyn than in Little Women. So. You're
0: not going to get an argument for me on that.
1: <laughs> but I do agree that I think that Renee Zellweger is definitely going to win. And I have to say, she's who I want to win. I thought she was phenomenal, in Judy uh, really portrayed her very well, and I felt like every emotion that she was going through, and it was great. So I totally understand why she's got so much hype and so much backing and really hope that she does win, because I also just love Renee Bellweger.
0: I think the one thing that's sort of keeping me from being more excited about her winning is the movie is only Mm so-so. Like, it's so tough to be excited about a really good performance in a mediocre movie.
1: I understand what you're saying, but I think that just goes to show that like, even in a not-so-great movie, you can still have an amazing performance, and I think she's deserving for that.
0: Absolutely. All right, moving on. We have best actor. Uh, So who do you want, and who do you think?
1: Okay. My best actor, who I want, would be Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought he was fantastic in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Of course, saying that... um, I loved Hollywood this whole time since I saw it, and uh, I was a huge um, advocate for people to go see it and to enjoy it. But I thought that his range of emotions and his commitment to his character was just great, and he was hilarious, and I really loved it and definitely would want him to win. Unfortunately, I think this is Joaquin Phoenix's to lose. He's had this kind of um, backing the, the whole time since Joker's come out. I think that there's been a little bit of drop of interest, and it's, you know... It's kind of a a steep competition, but I still think he's going to be the one who pulls away with the win. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. I I am very much on board with your with your Leo as wanting to win. This is his first performance in a movie since The Revenant which he won best actor for, and I definitely think if he didn't win for that, this would be his award mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But it's running up against the story of Joaquin Phoenix has never won an Oscar. Yeah. So it's it's sort of tough where, unfortunately, when you're looking at Oscar predictions, uh, not only politics but storylines matter very much. And Joaquin Phoenix, shamefully, never winning an Oscar before is definitely, it looks like, high on the Academy's list of uh, rectifying, yeah. considering who they're up against. For me, you know, I wasn't expecting to love the two popes as much as I really did. I, I came away so impressed, and Jonathan Price as a lead actor in this film was absolutely fantastic. I, w- I was so impressed with the the warmth that he was able to portray this cardinal, but at the same time, the steeliness of someone who has been through a lot of hardships and is trying to rectify for his actual sins of his past, and how does he move forward while maintaining his faith? And I think he kind of balances these two sides of his character very well. And I was so impressed, and I really love this movie. And I think it's this is a movie that sort of fell under the radar a little bit, uh, being on not because it was on Netflix, but because Netflix seems to be pushing most of its weight. Uh, behind both Marriage Story and The Irishman. It seems like this Morgan, is kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of being forgotten because I, I do think this is probably Netflix's best movie of the past year.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, but like you said, I, I definitely think it's going to be Joaquin Phoenix unless like the Joker momentum has really slowed down in the last few weeks where a lot of people are coming out as being like, it was just okay. Maybe it was a little overhyped at the beginning. Right. So unless like... His support completely craters. It's his if his support if his support does crater completely. I have no idea who's going to come in in the vacuum and and take up those those votes because I don't know if it's going to be Antonio Banderas, Leonardo DiCaprio. We were talking about he had just won Adam I, Driver. Maybe I could see
1: Banderas taking it.
0: I I think it would be a crazy upset, but one that I would you know I would definitely I be full all in support. for. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, this is actually one of the categories that I'm very strongly behind all of these um, nominations
0: yeah I I think I've mentioned this before I believe I think I'm driver give a better performance in the report than marriage story but as much as I would like try to shoehorn other (laughs) performers in this role uh, all five of these are definitely very worthy for sure all right moving on we have best supporting actress Um, Scarlett Johansson has two nominations this year. She becomes, I think, the 11th performer ever to do that. And I'm really happy for her because she's long overdue. These are her first nominations, which is crazy. And as much as people loved her in Marriage Story, I actually preferred her in Jojo Rabbit. Mm -hmm. She does this great job of being this mother who has a secret she has to keep from her son, both. You know, of the fact that they're hiding a young Jewish girl in their house, but also the truth about the little boy's father and the resistance movement that she's involved in and all this sort of stuff while trying to, like, be a mother to a child in wartime, which is so difficult. And you need that warmth and you need the love and the care. And so she does a great job with that. And I think there's a... I really don't want to spoil it, but you know the the butterfly scene. I'll, I'll just call it that. It really hits you hard, and and I think it is earned because of how much Scarlett puts into that performance. Uh, and when that scene does end up happening, it it really breaks your heart. As far as who I think it's going to win, I think it's going to be Laura Dern, uh, Scarlett Johansson's co-star in Marriage Story. She gave one of those turns where it's not a very big performance, but every moment she's on screen, she makes it count. She is witty. She's sarcastic. She's funny. She's charming. She's ruthless. She kind of runs the gamut of all the different emotions, and uh, and it definitely looks like it's Laura Dern's to lose because, much like we've been saying with Zellweger and Phoenix, she's been winning basically every award along the way. I can get really pissed off, and I'll call him on being an asshole.
1: I'm gonna stop you there. When you do this for real, don't ever say that. People don't accept mothers who drink too much wine and yell at their child and call him an asshole. I get it. I do it too. We can accept an imperfect dad. Let's face it, the idea of a good father was only invented like 30 years ago. Before that, fathers were expected to be silent and absent and unreliable and selfish. And we can all say we want them to be different. But on some basic level, we accept them. What about you? Uh, I agree that I think uh, Johansson's performance was uh, fantastic in JoJo. I mean, the the scene where she was playing both mother and father to JoJo Mm. was really great. But my favorite, who I would want to win and who I think will win, is Laura Dern. Uh, She's always been a favorite of mine. I love her, and I agree with everything you said. Like, She was a strong character. She didn't have a big part, but she played a big part. So I think that was uh, great, and I would love to see her win.
0: That's the thing, where it's like, if you know you only have a little bit of screen time, and this character needs to make an impact, you really need to go for it. Mm -hmm. And I think Laura Dern's character as this ruthless lawyer really goes for it.
1: Yeah, I just love the way she's like super ruthless and when she's talking to johansson's character and being you know this she's showing all her cards but then one of her a lawyer another lawyer walks up and all of a sudden she's oh nice and talking how's, about, your how's your family your how's your yeah, kids like, how's going? And, you know, <laughs> they know they both know their lawyers they both know they're just it's not personal it's by. business yeah, so it's it's inter- it's it was a great performance
0: mm-hmm. okay moving on we've got best supporting actor where are your picks
1: my uh, best supporting actor. So, who I would like to win is actually Anthony Hopkins from Two Popes. I thought both Price and Hopkins were great in this, um, and I know you prefer Price over Hopkins in this situation or in this film, but I it's actually flipped for me. I really enjoyed Anthony Hopkins' performance. It was quiet. It was funny. Um, it was deep, and I really appreciated what he what he brought to the screen and the contrast between him and Price's performance was great, which is which is why I think this movie totally worked. I mean, I just want a, a TV show where it's just the two of them.
0: Oh, that end credit sequence?
1: soccer. Yeah. <laughs> which was great. So um, Anthony Hopkins is definitely who I want to win, but who I think will win will actually be Brad Pitt, which I'm also not sad about. Um, I thought he gave a great performance in Hollywood. I think he's got some backing, and, um, you know, he's kind of – one of the ones in this category that um, hasn't won anything before or has, has much behind him. So I think, you know, he's going to have some weight behind him as, as a newbie, which sometimes you don't have at the Oscars. But I think in this case, it works for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how Brad Pitt, he's won an Oscar for producing 12 Years a Slave, in which he's in it, but he's never been a, a winner for an acting performance, and he's been nominated, I'm looking it up right now, one, two, three... This is his fourth acting nomination, so that's kind of crazy. But yeah, he's definitely long overdue. But as far as uh, what you were saying, I'm basically on the, the same page for this as well. I know this isn't very exciting radio right now, but uh, The Two Popes, I think, only works as well as it does because you have Hopkins being able to play the antithesis to Price's character, where he is the much more reserved and conservative character. Um, you know, it makes mentioned several times the fact that he grew up And Nazi Germany, and he was a part of the Hitler Youth Group and things like that. And so that sort of—the sins of his past still weigh heavily on his character as well, and he doesn't like the the modernization that Price's cardinal wants to implement, but at the same time, he understands— his own limitations in the world and he might not be the best person to lead Catholics forward. And I think Hopkins does a good job weighing those two things as well, much like Jonathan Price does. He just goes about it very differently. Um, But as far as who I think is going to win, I think it's going to be Brad Pitt as well. You know, this is now his fourth acting nomination. I think he's going to win it. A lot of people really loved what he was doing. You know, he's he's funny. He's charming. He's got a, a serious dark edge to him that gets showcased a few different times before the final climax um but it's basically everything that you kind of want from a nice supporting character he, he doesn't overshadow the lead he compliments him very nicely and him and leo being two superstars that they are are able to kind of cede the time when they need to to the other person and i think it works out marvelously for this movie mm-hmm. All right, now we're going to get back to Best Director. Um, this is this is a bit of a tough one for me because we were talking about in Best Picture that we think it's a, a three-horse race for that. I think, once again, it's a bit of a three-horse race for this category as well because we've got Quentin Tarantino, Bong Joon-ho, and Sam Mendes all up there, and I can easily see if they give picture to one of them, they'll give director sure. to the other. Yeah. And so it's basically trying to like figure out how the cards are going to be dealt because I think, I think if 1917 wins Best Picture, I think Sam Mendes is going to win as well. But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood can win Best Picture or Parasite. And I still think Sam Mendes is probably going to win Best Director. Okay. Um, I, I want him as well, and I think he'll win. I think next, it's so tough because when when I look at the Best Director category, it's like, who can you imagine as an invisible character, and that's basically the director. and And I think all three of them do a great job of having an invisible character being the director. You you feel it all over. And Tarantino is so much a part of his movies; you cannot take away. If you took away his name from the credits and showed someone a movie, they'd be like, "Wow, this is really Tarantino-esque." Is someone doing like mm-hmm. their best impression is a ghost written by them, is a ghost directed. Like, what's happening in nineteen seventeen? Sam Mendes in the past has, has utilized long takes, never like this, but his use of light and darkness, his, his action sequences are all over this. And then same as Bong Joon-ho, the ability to weave different genres and storylines together, it, it's just so much the way his movies go as well. And, and so it's really tough. I think, much like Picture, I'll be happy if any of the three of them win. But as of right now, I think Sam Mendes is going to win, and I'm all aboard that train right now.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think that if 1917 wins, that definitely. um, No, I'm going to backtrack here. I think if 1917 wins, opposite of what you think, I think that um, Hollywood could win for directing, that Tarantino could win. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, with the story behind it possibly being his last film and, you
0: know. Second last. He has one more coming up. Oh, second last. Sorry.
1: And this one was being so favored that he could still squeak in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I do think that this year, 1917 is going to win Best Picture and Director, which hasn't happened in the last few years. They've been splitting, but I feel like this is the year where they're going to get back to it. And uh, I, I can't disagree with wanting that because as you mentioned, Sam and his fingerprints are all over this film and I loved it from start to finish and can't sing enough praises about this one. So I'd be totally over the moon happy if uh, Sam Mendes won.
0: All right. Um, now we're going to move on to the screenplay categories. So we're going to start off with best adapted screenplay. Who do you want to win for this?
1: Um, for this one, I would want Jojo Rabbit. I love Taika, Taika Waititi's films. I love his writing. I love his stories. And I think that this one you know, was one of my favorites. Um, it was great. It was touching. It was kind of a bit of a roller coaster. It was funny. It was sad. It kind of had everything. It ticked all the boxes for me. So this is definitely um, a big want that I want to see. As for who I think um, could possibly win this one, uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I feel like there's a lot of hype behind The Irishman, and I, it's got a bunch of nominations, and I feel like this could be possibly one that it takes because there is so much dialogue and back and forth that um, a screenplay win could be its only win.
0: Mm, interesting this is this is definitely a, a tough category to predict because i can see it going in multiple different directions um three of the five movies play with time as far as when the story is taking place, bouncing around back and forth. And and so I wonder how much emphasis the Academy will put onto that because you've got the Irishman, Little Women, and the Two Popes all sort of different playing around with that. And I think maybe that's something they appreciate. How much stock do they put into the actual adaptation itself will definitely be a, a factor. I think... For what I would want, I would probably want Jojo Rabbit just just like you. Uh, I, I loved the humor and heart it brings, but also when it needs to be serious and and you know show what message it has to say, it's able to do that without missing a beat. So that's I think a really good plus for it and. I would I would almost look at that as like them awarding YTT for both his directing and performance as well by giving him that Oscar being like here is your Oscar for Jojo Rabbit because it's for everything a part mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. And because of that It's why I think Little Women is probably going to win it. One, I think they do a great job playing around with the time frames. And they also changed up the story enough that they made Little Women fresh because it's been remade a whole bunch of times already. So I know a lot of people are like, why are they doing another Little Women? Well, I think Greta Gerwig definitely brought a new spin to it. Um, And I think the Academy might feel a little guilty that uh, Gerwig didn't end up getting nominated for Best Director. So I wonder if this is a, much like Taika Waititi, as I was just saying, this is a congratulations for your Little Women movie. Consider this both a directing and a writing Oscar. But I can definitely see what you're saying for the Irishman as well. I I colloquially refer to the Screenplay Awards as the runner-up Oscar or the, uh, sorry, runner-up Best Picture Oscar or the... Your movie is too bold. We can't give you best picture, so take this instead. Um, which I can maybe see some people feeling the Irishman about that way, so I can see maybe why mm-hmm. why you might be right on that. Next up, we're going to go with original screenplay. This is a, a very interesting category. I quite liked it. I'm, I'm very surprised 1917 made this yeah. because there is almost no well, script to yeah, this. Interesting. It's basically run from one part of... The battle to the other, mm-hmm. um, I think it just kind of got swept up within all the other nominations. But I'm rehashing stuff heard on our Oscar nominations reaction episode. Um, I really love the story for Knives Out. I'm, I'm a huge sucker for a really good crime mystery movie, especially when you balance multiple different genres. Because this has got some humor to it. It's got a little bit of a thrillerness to it. So I really like what Ryan Johnson did to this script, where. It feels so familiar, but it's so original at the same time, and it's also very prescient and of the moment where it's giving a message that I think is very much right now happening. Um, But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will win because I don't think it will win Best Picture, so I think this is going to be Tarantino's yet another screenplay Oscar. I think this would be his third if he wins it. Interesting.
1: Interesting. I have to agree with you. I love Knives Out. This is definitely my want to win. Um, great writing, great film, lots of fun, lots of turns. Um, so it was great and definitely would be my top choice for who I want to win. As for who I think could win, I agree with you. Um, with Hollywood, especially if 1917 does end up becoming the Best Picture winner, again, this could be you know the consolation prize. For Tarantino, but I also could see, I feel like this is another three man race (laughs) because I could also see Parasite winning here. Um, Just again, in
0: place of it getting best picture.
1: Yeah. Just Mm. for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if uh, we're going to talk about international films a little bit later, but um, obviously it's a front runner. And I feel like just to even back that up, you know. All the the the, the nominations it got, um, it could still win here also.
0: And as you just mentioned, we're now going to talk about the international feature film, formerly known as Best Foreign Language Film. The title may have changed, but the rules are basically still the same. It has to be produced not in the U.S., and the language has to be a majority, not in English, which is... The only two criteria other than the fact that it has to meet the screening regulations for New York and L.A. where it has to play for like a week or something like that. But other than that, everything about it is the exact same. They just changed the name. Um, This is a really interesting category. You know, there's two really big movies with Parasite and Pain and Glory. They both (laughs) receive nominations outside of this category, which is a good sign. Uh, But as far as who I want to win, I really enjoyed Pain and Glory. I know this is going to be a bit of heresy because Parasite was so well liked. Uh, I like it. I didn't love it, love it but I really did love Pain and Glory. I haven't seen Corpus Christi yet. That's the only one out of this category, so I'm not going to be 100% definitive, but Pain and Glory and Antonio Banderas' performance really hit me in the sweet spot. But I do believe Parasite is ultimately going to walk away with this because regardless how it does in the Best Picture category, it's winning this. I feel like, for the most part, the foreign language film slash international feature film is kind of an easier one to predict where it's like the biggest movie usually wins. Mm-hmm. Every once mm-hmm. in a while they'll throw a little bit of a curveball. But I find that it's one of the easier ones to predict, especially if it's a movie that receives multiple nominations right. outside of the yeah. main category.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally
0: agree. Uh what about you?
1: Um so yes, I'll say that Parasite is definitely in the front, like in the driver's seat to to win this award. And it's one that I would be fine also winning. It's it's probably my want for a win. Um, I really enjoyed it. I liked the twists and the, the humor in it. And also the the chemistry between all the actors and actresses. I thought it was really great. Um, but I did also very much enjoy Pain and Glory. And even um, Les Miserables. I thought it was really good also. Uh, I always love. The uh, international films, foreign This films. is your category this for sure. This is my category. So um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but I'll go with Parasite. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. I'd love to rewatch it again just to like, you know, nail it home and concur that. But I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll say my want is Parasite, and I think Parasite will also win.
0: All right. Uh, up next is Original Song. This is a, a bit of an interesting category because um, there's a couple movies that we expect to as far as the animated ones go, and then there's a movie that no one had heard of, and then there's a few other interesting ones. Uh, what were uh, your thoughts on the category? were your your wants and thinks?
1: Unfortunately, this this category never really does much for me. It's not one that I'm usually interested in, and it, it seems so disconnected from the actual movie most of the times it's usually the credit um, song, which really has nothing to do with the film. So it's, it's hard for me to even connect with it uh, to the movie. But um, having said that, I really did enjoy um, stand up from Harriet right as it was playing at the credits. I, uh, I thought to myself, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar. It just had that feel. It's, you know, an empowering song. It's, um, a strong one. So I feel like I liked that one. I'll go with that one as my favorite and what I want to win. Um, but i I think that um, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man uh, has the big the big heavy weight behind it for the win.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. This is a category I rarely feel any sort of excitement for. Uh, even if it's a movie I really love, I, I can kind of care less. I read an interesting comment. I, don't, I can't remember where I read it, if it was an article or just something on the internet, where a good way to restructure the category is that the song has to occur during the movie it can't just be the end credit song that way like the choice of the song has to usually has to have more thematic relevance to the movie itself Mm. which i think is kind of interesting because um I, i just feel this category is basically like what big name celebrity can we tack on at the end of the song oh for sure like i don't know like Uh, my favorite one is, is definitely the, the rocket man song as well. And that sort of just comes at the very end of the movie. Uh, so it didn't really serve any purpose other than the fact that it was Elton John basically reiterating his career. So it was sort of like the thesis of the thesis of the movie, which, you know, I get it, but like it didn't have any substantial addition to the actual plot or story of the movie. Uh but yeah I this is a bit of a tough one to predict because they can really go any way maybe Randy Newman will win it for Toy Story 4 into the unknown from Frozen was also pretty well liked too there's been you know more political songs like the one in Harriet uh have also been winners before so it is super tough to to Decide the fact that Elton John is retiring. Maybe that has something to sway him. So yeah, my my want is Rocket Man, and I think it's Rocket Man. But I would definitely put that to a roll of the dice of who's actually going to win it. Uh, up next is Best Original Score. This is a category that I'm not super excited about as well this year. Usually there's one or two that I'm super into, but uh, but this one I'm not crazy about, other than, than one score that I think you want to talk about more than I do.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, my want, and who I believe will win, is Joker. I really loved this score. I, I didn't care one way or another about the actual film. But it is something that really stuck with me and that I really noticed while watching it and just feeling the emotions and the connection between what um, Phoenix's character was feeling in, at the moment or what he was going through. It just it brought me to that state. So I really appreciated that, and I'm, I'm stoked for this one. <laughs> I can't wait. I really hope that Joker does win.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it will. It looks like it probably is. It's won a couple of the Precursor Awards, so that probably has its going for it, uh, much like we talked about in the Best Actor category, unless the Joker hype train has completely derailed This is probably a pretty safe pick. I I think this is probably my favorite score as well. I feel like it's tough. Sometimes you just need to, to sit down and listen to the score without watching the movie, like just the score on its own to really suss out what it's doing at times because I find when I re-listen to it, I'll, it'll, it transports me back mm-hmm. and I think if the score is really good, it should always do that. But sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, this is, this is nice music uh, without really thinking anything else. Okay. Uh, but I think the Joker score does do that. Uh, up next is the animated feature film category. I think we were all super shocked when Frozen 2 didn't get nominated, mostly because of the fact that it was such a big name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was also the debate about whether or not Lion King would be included. It didn't end up making the short list because it turned out that it was ineligible because the ruling is that if a movie um, is trying to look photorealistic, It does not count for the Oscar guidelines as an animated film. Uh, So I believe Lion King was nominated for like... Golden Globe or something like that I can't remember It's been it's definitely been nominated for animated film and uh, for other award ceremonies so it's definitely interesting that it was excluded from the Oscars I don't know if it would have made the cut or not it might have because the animation was pretty interesting uh, but it ended up getting nominated for visual effects which we'll end up talking about later but this year I think the fact that Frozen 2 wasn't in it allowed for more interesting movies to get in uh, namely I Lost My Body Klaus and Missing Link I would be fine with any of the three winning. I think my favorite is I lost my body, but you can probably make a pretty strong case for both Klaus and Missing Link for me. That said, I think. I think maybe Klaus might win it, and this is sort of my bold outside the radar pick. Mm-hmm. Like I think it could be How to Train Your Dragon, and if it doesn't, it's probably going to be Klaus. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold and go out a ledge. and uh, this is my my left field pick that I'm gonna stake a little bit of money down on. For uh, what about you?
1: Um, uh, first, I I really enjoyed um, you know all of these films for the most part. Um, I'm, I'm a sucker for any stop motion. Uh, animation so i was excited after watching missing link but then we watched class and i thought that was also a really good story and i really appreciated that more than i thought i was going to but the one i loved the most was definitely uh i lost my body just an interesting concept and this idea of memories through touch and and this hand trying to find you know the body that it that it once belonged to I i found it touching and and really thought provoking so I really appreciated just the, the new aspect of storytelling that that it brought to this genre. So that's definitely my want. As far as who I think is going to win, I'm not even a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know if Toy Story would actually take it with having Toy Story three already having one
0: and being the much stronger film. Yeah, I,
1: I can't see that four would win it, but you know, Pixar is such a heavy hitter in the Oscars. I, I I can't I can't say that I wouldn't be surprised if it did win, but I don't think it will. So I'll just go out on a limb and I'll say missing link
0: for mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, this, this one, I feel like, is more up in the air than usual, the fact that Frozen isn't in it. Not that I would have assumed it would have won, but I think it would have been much more of a showdown between Frozen 2 and whatever else. So the fact mm-hmm. that it's not there is definitely mm-hmm. kind of throwing a wrench into the predictions for this, because with three lesser-known animated films, one of them not being American, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Only one non-English film has ever won the this category, and I really hope they they start opening this category up for for more smaller films in the future so i'm I'm really curious to what this frozen snub is going to be. Moving on to documentary feature um this is one where I know you haven't seen all the nominations mm-hmm. nominees yet. Is there any thoughts you have on the category
1: um The ones that I have seen so far I think have have been good, none of them have really piqued my interest as much as past um years have having said that i think that um the one that i go back to and think about the most would probably have to be honeyland um so i'll say that one as my want but really i I don't have a dog in this race but i do think that honeyland could be the winner you know it has um another nomination in a different category so it's got that working for it so that's going to be my prediction Mm
0: -hmm. yeah this is this is a an interesting year for the documentary category. I feel like it's a bit weaker overall. Uh, I really enjoyed American Factory. I think you can't discount the fact that the Obamas produced it as maybe the Academy would want to give a middle finger to mm. Trump of being like, hey, look at this. Barack Obama has an Oscar deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. That's a movie I really did enjoy. And like you watch that and like, I think it's a training tool of like, how are you not a socialist after watching this because yeah. all the corporations yeah. are truly screwing us over and sometimes we don't even realize how they're screwing us over and you go to bat for them and they don't care about you. And I think that this movie does a really good job of sort of highlighting uh, the difference in wealth inequality and like, yeah, just because you make a decent salary doesn't mean that the people at the top actually care about you. You're just a cog in the machine still. Right um for sama though I don't think a movie has hit me as hard as this movie did in quite a while uh last black man San Francisco a movie that did not get any nominations was similarly uh very emotional for me and I think back to that and how I felt and that's sort of how I felt for for sama if anyone hasn't seen it yet it's um its a woman who is a documentarian journalist who is basically videotaping nonstop uh, in Syria as her husband is a doctor in one of the last remaining hospitals in Aleppo. And it's just a very emotional journey of wondering why the people of this country are being put through the ringer like they are. And it's it's both intimate, but also at the same time, very expansive of, of showing what's happening in the country. So it's very interesting. Um I think American Factory probably is going to win because of the Obama factor, but I think your your point about Honeyland having two nominations also holds some sway, uh, and I think if, if the voters have seen all five of the nominees, I don't see how they could not be emotionally moved by Forsama and, and could potentially see that as a surprise winner, but as of right now, I'll go with American Factory as, as my pick to win it. Moving on to best cinematography, this is uh, this is another interesting category. We've got a little bit of a curveball with the lighthouse in here. No other nominations for it, but uh, I, I don't think you can discount uh, the fantastic work that Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins did for 1917. Uh, I told the story during the when I, when I was breaking down the individual Best Picture nominees where I was watching the movie and the church fire scene. I'm like, wow, this reminds me a lot of Skyfall, very deacons esque And then, of course, when the credits roll, I have to slap myself on the head of being like, of course Roger Deacon shot this. Of course he did. Uh, he did such a phenomenal job making this movie look so seamless with the, I don't want to call it a gimmick because it's not, but the catch of it being one take. Uh, his use of, of natural lighting, is always phenomenal no matter what movie he uses. And, and this movie is no exception. So I I want 1917 to win, and I also think it will win because if it does end up winning Best Picture, it's going to pick up a bunch of technical awards along its way too.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I haven't left a movie feeling so moved by the cinematography and so in such a long time after seeing 1917. So this is definitely my want, and I mean, I could rave on and on, but I, I won't go... In depth about it, but I just it just was something that really clicked with me and was so enjoyable. So it's definitely my want, and I agree. I think that it will be the winner. I think that nineteen seventeen has um, a potential to to really take home you know a bucket load of these.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have. Um, costume design this is a this is a bit of an interesting category because there isn't the traditional big period piece that the academy loves to reward um so what do you make out of this category?
1: Yeah, I was kind of surprised there wasn't really
0: there wasn't a type of movie like that this year no
1: but also they they really snubbed some really fantastic costumes mm-hmm. this year, so I was kind of surprised with the nominations that it you know. That we have to choose from, but having said that, I think Jojo Rabbit was my favorite. Um, just the the little uniforms that all the kids wear, and of course Scarlett Johansson's um, wardrobe and her iconic shoes that you know at the beginning you you, you notice and then you you realize why they were mm-hmm. used. Um, but uh, and of course also his friend and little cardboard like robot
0: paper <laughs> like a,
1: I don't know yeah it was just so funny so I think that was definitely my favorite um, but I could see the most period esque one which would probably be uh, Little Women in all their dresses that you know the Academy loves that kind of stuff so I can see that one being the winner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is definitely an interesting one. Uh, Little Women was probably my favorite because I liked the, the color palettes that all the the different women had for their dresses and the way they sort of progressed and were both opulent and then also sometimes plain and, and simple when they needed to be. And there was the big ballroom scene. So they did a good job really dressing a large cast in very unique ways with the high fashion of the era. Yeah. Um, this is this is an interesting one where like I really don't I really don't know. Once upon a time in Hollywood also has some buzz for this category, which maybe will pick up an award. But uh, this is this is probably one of the toughest ones to predict as well. And I'm probably going to go Jojo Rabbit as well. I'm not super strong about that prediction, but I'm just going to lay it out there for that. Um, next category is. Makeup and Hairstyling. This is the first year that they have expanded the category from three nominations to five. And I'm, I'm happy that they did. I'm a little curious about some of the picks that they had in this. But overall, I think it's a... It's an okay one, and I'm and I'm glad they expanded it. But I think you know this category begins and ends with Bombshell, where the whole movie is prosthetics on prosthetics on fancy hairdos and and the like. You know the the obvious big two are Nicole Kidman and uh, Charlize Theron, who transform very much so into the women that they're playing. But a whole bunch of other actors, like who is the actor that you were like oh is that so and so and i was like no it's not and then like later on i looked it up and i was like oh wow you're right um who was his name uh i don't don't know it's not important uh but there was there was just multiple people where they were very much transformed it wasn't just about the main three women because obviously margot robbie has to look like a basically a fox barbie um and so they, they they did all three of them made them look exactly the way that they needed to, but that extended to the rest of the cast. This is probably going to be one of the easiest categories to predict, in my opinion. I don't know about how you feel. No, I totally agree.
1: I mean, that yeah, um, I think it was the best use of hair and makeup and also will be the winner um, for for all the reasons you said. I mean, it was pretty fin- fantastic, and I found it way more interesting to to watch... And think about how they got there than any of the the other nominations. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: the next category is production design. this is uh, this is one I'm also a little unsure about. Uh, Where are you thinking about it? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there is there's some great production design. Again, I feel like there were some some films that were left off
0: this list that could have
1: taken a few places, but um, I think my favorite. Is probably a toss-up between Jojo Rabbit and 1917. I really appreciated um, all the the trenches and the different um, barren landscapes that were were brought to 1917. But then also, you know, the the color palette and scheme of Jojo Rabbit and and the way it was built and it kind of felt like a, a real story to me. They're my favorite, so I'm just going to toss them out and whichever one falls will be my favorite. Who knows. But uh I think that the winner will probably be um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I I agree. Nineteen seventeen was probably my favorite as well because they they literally did dig all those trenches, which, you know, is, is such big war movie, epic sort of thing to do. Um so I'd be very happy if they won it. But I do think it's gonna be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the there's, there's a couple key set pieces in that, the the main one being the Western movie or Western TV show that they're filming where it's the whole, you know, you see sort of the whole town, how it looks like a Hollywood lot, and then the actual saloon that they shoot, and they do a really good job with that. I think those are going to be sort of the, the centerpieces where they when they show a clip from the movie, that's what's end up going to be shown from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, there's a few different other interesting set pieces that they do, including Spawn Ranch and, and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ends up winning this category as well. Up next is visual effects. This is uh, this is kind of an interesting category. Normally it's like five, you know, your blockbuster, ten poly movies where... Yeah you'll have like one or two that are actually good and then the rest are like, oh, I gotta slog through watching these when we're trying to catch up at the end of the year where I'm like, I I really wasn't planning on watching Gemini man, but I guess it got nominated. So here <laughs> we go. So it's definitely interesting that it doesn't quite have that same feel this year. And the nominations themselves are are quite varied, which is very interesting because normally it's like, well, which blow em up fighty Gun explosions movie did we like the best? Right. Um, I think I wouldn't. I, I quite enjoyed the Avengers End Game stuff. I think maybe they'll look at it as sort of like a I don't want to say career achievement, but maybe sort of the way of like a Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, where it's like this is clearly the end of what they're doing right now, and then it's going to sort of change moving forward. God seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave,
1: became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best, and sometimes the best that we can do
0: is to start over. The way that they do things, and it kind of caps the end of this saga, so I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they give the award for, for both the, the last two Avengers movies as a whole, but also sort of to the franchise, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. But uh, I think the Irishman is probably going to be the one to beat in this category with all the de-aging that they did uh, for De Niro, Pesci, Pacino, and others, and also aging as well. It's a little uncanny valley at times, especially when Robert De Niro is playing a super young dude where you know he still walks and talks like he's a 70-year-old yeah. man yeah. and not a 30-year-old fa- young father. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the Academy is going to kind of be a bit of a sucker for this, especially since it doesn't look like Irishman is going to win much else, despite the fact that it does have support. So I don't
1: know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's... While well, I think that the special effects were really good in Irishman. I don't think it's enough. And I, I agree with what you're saying with Avengers Endgame. It was my favorite use of special oh. effects. And I think that it's going to take it's going to take the crown in this one.
0: Up next is film editing. This is... Uh, this is a category that usually goes hand-in-hand hand with Best Picture, but this year the fact that several of the nominees don't line up with it is is going to be a bit of an interesting how we sort of move forward. Like, if Parasite wins this, I definitely think it's winning Best Picture, but if any of the other movies win it, I don't think it really means anything. Ford versus Ferrari has a bit of momentum. Oh, uh, that's an unintentional <laughs> pun, I guess. Um, has a bit of momentum because... They like cars, I guess, the Academy. Uh, the Irishman manages to weave a three-and-a-half-hour movie together with multiple narratives and timelines and things like that, so I don't know. Uh, overall, I'm I'm kind of pretty mixed on this category. I guess Jojo Rabbit would probably be my pick for the favorite because it manages to weave the humor with the dark elements of the film, the, the fact that it about Nazi Germany in World War II uh, and does it pretty seamlessly with a lot of interesting elements. So that would be my pick for my favorite as far as what I think is going to win. Maybe the Irishman because I think it's also going to be like a congrats Scorsese, you made a long movie. Gross. Yeah, I I, I don't know.
1: Um, I think uh, Parasite would probably be my favorite here. Um, I really enjoyed that the, and the different comparisons between like their their home and then the where where they're currently working and i really loved the the scene where they're all hiding under the coffee table mm. and just the cuts that were included and involved in that um i really enjoyed the, the film editing in that film but i think that ford versus ferrari is going to take it it's you know it's kind of your typical film editing there's the acceleration pedal there shift gear or whatever. Like, you know, it's just every man's dream to watch a car movie. And I think that's where it's going to land with the Academy.
0: Don't be so excited there.
1: Yeah. Can you tell?
0: (laughs) going to sort of combine the next two sound editing and sound mixing because they usually go hand in hand there's only one difference between the two of them in uh, sound mixing ad astras there and sound editing there's Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker other than that the remaining four nominees are all the same uh, the, the Academy is a bit of a sucker for war movies I really like the sound in 1970s. so I'm going to go with that it could go to them Uh, especially if they end up winning big at the Oscars. But uh, it could also be Ford versus Ferrari. But I am leaning towards the Academy going all in on 1917, so I think it's going to win these two categories.
1: Yeah, I can see it going all in, especially because I do think that 1917 is going to take home a lot of Oscars this year. But I feel like, um, to my last comment, I feel like Ford versus Ferrari is, is... a pick to a safe bet that I'm going to go with as who's going to win. You know, it's got all the car sounds, the revving, the tires on the asphalt, and, you know, blah, blah, Mm. blah. So, you know, I think it's got uh, some good chance there. Um, But I'll agree, the Academy, of course, loves war films and anything that has to do with, like, bullets and bombs and explosions. So I'll pick 1917 as visual effects. I'll, I'll, I'll split my votes here.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that's where I'm going with. Okay, we're down to our final three categories. Uh, I think our insight is going to be a little less helpful here. Uh, We're going to start with the documentary short. And uh, I've seen four of the five. The only one I haven't is St. Louis Superman. The shorts categories as a whole are kind of hard to predict. Sometimes they'll go for whatever is the most political. Sometimes they'll just go for what's the most sweet or saccharine one. Sometimes it's hard to tell. There, there really seems to be no favoritism as far as if a movie is American-made or not American-made, if it has a message or doesn't have a message. So it's a little difficult to tell. So for this, I'm just going to say my favorite was learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl, and I also will think it is going to win. I think it's got a a nice message. It's kind of fun. It resonates probably with Americans. So that's really what I'm basing it on. Uh, It's a well-made movie. So that I also really um, enjoyed In the Absence. It's not one that I would say I really enjoyed in that sense, but it was a very interesting and illuminating documentary about uh, a Korean cruise ship that capsizes, and due to ineptitude of bureaucracy, uh, many young children ended up dying as they were on their way to a school trip and many more were barely evacuated. So I it's it's gonna be a bit of a tough one. I, I probably am like I said, I like learning to skateboard in a war zone best, so that's my pick. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, that's the one that I enjoyed the most too. Um, I think it was a really sweet story told in a very, you know, sad type of situation that these girls have to deal with and go through, so I really appreciated that take on it. But also, I feel that it could take the Oscar. It reminded me a lot of um, "Period, End of Sentence," which mm. happened to win last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar vibe, similar feeling, you know. So I'm gonna go with that one as as my prediction to win.
0: That's that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's definitely got that like really nice uplifting. Mm-hmm hopefulness to it with uh the bent of it being a nice uh female fronted movie as well uh up next is the live action short i've only seen two of these nominees and you've only seen one of them so far so i feel like Mm -hmm. we're we know nothing at this point like we're in the process of trying to finish watching them so in a few days after this has come out I'll probably have a better idea. So at this point of the two I've seen, I'm going to say Saria is going to win. I don't know if it's my favorite, but uh, that's the one I think maybe is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What what coin toss one are you going to land yeah, on? Yeah,
1: I mean, from the one I watched, I did enjoy it. I thought it was quite cute. Which but was
0: I, Nefta Football Club.
1: Yeah, but I feel like those type of ones never, and you know, the nice, funny stories in these, the shorts tend to be on the serious side other than the um, animated animation shorts. So I feel like it doesn't really have a chance to win. So I'll, I'll just throw it out there and go with uh, Brotherhood. Why not? Sure. That, that one's going to be the winner.
0: Great. <laughs> In the last category is animated short. Now you said that they're usually a little bit more uplifting. I would say the opposite for this year.
1: Oh yes, definitely. I can agree with you there. Uh, some very sad ones.
0: I cried during so many of them. <laughs> Why?
1: They're, they they hit you in the feels. These animated shows. They
0: got five minutes to just rip your heart yeah, out.
1: Yeah. Having said that, though, um, I think that um, Hair Love, which happened to be you know the cutest and nicest one, will be the winner because I think that. This is the category where they they like to do a, a more of a lighter win in comparison to the live action and doc shorts that tend to be so serious and so heavy. So I'm gonna go with that one as the winner. But it was also my favorite. While I thought that some of the animation was really amazing in um, some of the the other ones, like Memorable and uh, Sister, was really interesting also, and I really appreciated um, the storytelling in daughter and it was it was really cool and fascinating to me i still think that hair love was my favorite one to watch
0: yeah hair love was my favorite as well um it started where it's kind i don't i really don't want to spoil these because they're so short and and people should definitely check them out and started, and you think it's one way and then like very quickly it goes oh i was like oh no oh i know where this is going and it just like it, it very much affected me and i think it's It's a very moving film, and I could see it definitely winning. This is a category where I always kind of struggle with how do I judge it? Do I base it on the animation, or do I base it on the story, or a combination of both? I think story-wise, Hair Love does the best to communicate what it's trying to do. But as far as like a pure animation, I agree with you that uh, Memorable and Daughter are probably the most interesting, and Sister is very unique in... in something that I've never really seen something like that cuz it looks like they're all cotton plush yeah dolls. very very interesting i i highly recommend this category the animated shorts you almost can never go wrong they they unanimously are almost always amazing and this year is no exception so there you have it those are our picks of who we want to win at the oscars and who we think will win and I hope this helps you whether you're doing a pool or you just want to have some interesting tidbits at your Oscar party. So I really hope this helped. Uh, I want to thank you, Stephanie, for joining me today.
1: Yeah, anytime.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy it, make sure you are following the show. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pod. Send me an email, ContraZoomPod at gmail.com. Let me know how you think all my predictions are insanely wrong, and Stephanie is way smarter than I. Um, I want to give a thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for the theme music, and to Aesthetic Magazine for presenting the show. Please subscribe wherever you listen. It really does help. The show is is growing and we want to get more bigger guests and do more fun and interesting things, and, and we can't do that without your continued support. So those of you that are listening, thank you so much and, and please and please keep on doing so mm-hmm. This is ContraZoom, where we go back and forth about film. I'm your host, Dakota Arsenault, and today is our finale... I'm going to start that again.
1: A finale. That makes
0: sense. A finale.